Hey there, podcast listener. Steven here from the podcast you're currently listening to. You ever heard a podcast and think, I can do that? Well, maybe you can, or maybe you can't, or maybe I can help you get started with it. Hosting is the most expensive cost you'll have in a podcast, and that's why Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast. Really, they have everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. With Anchor's hosting, you can distribute your podcast to other listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. And if you think you can do a better job than I, record a podcast right now. There's very low risk involved. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. I give you shit because I spent all that like five minutes giving you like which podcast is going on what days and then I still get hey man hey man you know what 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 we doing I do apologize because I know five minutes is three times longer than it takes you to get that nut in motherfucker exactly so you know (laughs) yeah Welcome everybody to the Lazy Geeks Podcast number 130. Uh, I'm your host, Stephen Vargas, coming to you from Los Angeles, California, and coming to you via Skype from the magical world of Phoenix, Arizona. Adam, a motherfucking Riley. I don't know how magical it is. <laughs> but, uh... It is magical. People live there. That in and of itself hey, is man, magical. See, that's just that's just disrespect. How? Because... Phoenix is legit. Ain't nothing wrong with Phoenix. Motherfucker. I noticed your voice got a little high when you said, Ain't nothing wrong with Phoenix, bitch. (laughs) Shit. (laughs) Matrix. (laughs) Matrix. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus. Uh, All right. Um, Really quickly, I wanted to touch on this. Some of you may have noticed. More of you probably didn't. uh, But two of our podcasts that we normally bring out in the last couple months we haven't really haven't done an edition of the in the ink podcast which is our comic book podcast and the cinephile podcast uh one of which the a, more of the in the ink podcast uh has kind of f- fallen a little bit mostly because we just haven't had time to catch up on a lot of books and it's been one of those things where and and any comic book collector will tell you anytime something happens comics are the first thing to fall by the wayside um so we've you know both of our uh, jobs have kind of dominated our, our our lives at this point so and then going into the holidays it's going to make even you know the fact that we even get up in the morning is going to be a miracle uh but 
we've decided to kind of push that off and then revamp it and then go back into it in uh, beginning of uh, 2014. Same thing with the Cinephile. Cinephile has gone through a couple of changes and um, trying to figure out a, a proper format for it. But at the same time, you know, uh, being able to stay on top and, and uh, on top of films and things like that uh, has been taking some time. So with that, returning in 2014 will be the Cinephile podcast. So just to give you guys a heads up, we will be returning to the, the four podcast um, uh, months, or I'm sorry, eight podcast months. Uh, one will be the, the Lazy Geeks, this one that you're, you're, sensu- you're listening to in a sensual manner with the candles lit, the you know. Hey. <laughs> uh, and then uh, one of each uh, on Thursdays. So, but we'll be letting you guys know when those will be returning in 2014. Uh, another one, a couple podcasts back, we did a, I did a story um, about Amazon striking a deal with the United States Postal Service, and which allowed anybody, not just Prime users, but anybody that orders something to get delivered on Sunday. But it was only in certain states. Uh, um the metropolitan um, areas, New York, New York, Los Angeles, California, and um, a couple of other places. I think one was in Texas. I can't remember. Uh, but if you guys uh, that go to the site noticed on Saturday, I posted uh, – I did a post about Amazon's gold box deal of the day, which was like up to 60, 68% off. Uh, like like average on Star Trek Blu-rays and yeah. DVD sets, um, and uh, what was it? Uh, they were this this was an awesome deal. Uh, the original uh, box set, I mean the box set for the original series Blu-ray, all three seasons, sixty nine ninety nine. The set That's itself, legit. yeah, the set itself goes for like 150 or something like that. Uh, it was about 61% off. Uh, the original series on DVD was going for 59.99. Uh, the next generation, the entire box set um, of the of the next generation series was 139, which was 67% off. That's like 200 bucks. Um, and then the next generation movie collection on Blu-ray for 19.49. So they had that deal on Saturday. So, you know, me, like a douchebag, I buy this shit when it comes out because that's just how douchebaggy I am. Uh, but my brother <laughs> waited, of course. And then yesterday when I was looking at this and I was about to post the story, I, I, I shout out, I'm like, hey, John, you know, I, I, did you get this one? And then he goes, oh, I don't have those. He goes, 69 bucks. I'm like, yeah, like one season is like 50, 55, 56, 56. 55 to 60 bucks so you get all three seasons here he goes yeah let's do it so did it about like 10 o'clock in the morning fucking postman showed up at our door sunday the next day even he went free shipping too he didn't do any special shipping did the free five day shipping got the email sunday morning said oh yeah it had been shipped came right up that day so actually they're building um amazon uh warehouse in phoenix downtown oh nice i might be enjoying that my damn self i know and so it does work i've seen it 
I sainted it. I sainted it. It happened. Postman, postman looked like, motherfucker, kick me working on a Sunday. Here's your goddamn piece of shit. <laughs> He threw that box at you. Yeah. Like, Here, bitch. <laughs> I, mean, I hope it's broken. I mean, Fuck. John had quick reflexes when he ducked when the guy chucked it at him. He like, oh, didn't shit. even hand it to him from the from the truck. He just tossed it at him. Here, bitch. <laughs> Fuck you on your Sunday. <laughs> you know, I gotta do this on Thanksgiving too, motherfucker. <laughs> uh, you know what's funny is everyone always says, "Oh, the post office, they shut down on Sundays." They don't shut down on Sundays. They don't deliver on Sunday. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the post office doesn't shut down. That shit's there's, still going. There's plenty working. The post office never shuts down. They're always sorting, sorting, sorting. Yeah, they don't – and the post office, even though the, they stopped taking your mail at like 5, they're still going through the night. Those, UP, those uh, USPS trucks take off, go middle of the night. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you know, don't, don't be fooled. Don't be fooled by the fucking controversy and the bullshit. The hype, man. Don't believe the hype. (laughs) Don't believe the hype. (laughs) Fight the power. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So your ass hasn't seen Day of the Doctor yet? You know what? There's an important reason why I haven't seen Day of the Doctor yet. My my wife surprised me uh, with movie tickets to the Monday showing um, right after work for my birthday. So fuck you. No, I haven't seen it yet. I saw the pre-show, hmm. and right when it got to two minutes before air, I changed the fucking channel. I watched the Cosby show. And the reason I did it, because my wife is uh, very much into Doctor Who. So it's a nice little, you know, enjoy a moment with her. If we've already seen it, yeah, it'd be cool to see it in the theater, but we're not going to have that <gasps> moments. We're just going to be like, that's cool. <laughs> I saw that already. Because if I see it once, I probably end up seeing it 15 fucking times before Monday. Yeah. You know, so I've already watched it like three or four times. I know you have. My wife told me. I was <laughs> like, yeah, fucking Steve posted that he's seen it for the third time because he's a piece of shit. And I was like, yeah. Because <laughs> that's what I do. <laughs> yeah, um, no, it was pretty – it was it was really slick. I liked the way they, the way they shot it, the whole – they have the, just – it was cool because it was so out of a regular Doctor Who episode you already knew it was something bigger. Yeah. And um so like uh there's a couple of good cameos in there. It's just some I a lot of people took to Twitter and and have said John Hurd is now their doctor. Like he was so good. And just the, his interaction with David Tennant and and Matt Smith was just fucking spot on. And watching Rose made me realize, God, she's so cute. Why isn't she on here anymore? Um, <laughs> but uh, well, all in all, I liked it a lot. I, I really did. And the the little thin thread story that they had was kind of the main portion. Um, was good, but it was the overall story that they were dealing with um, that I liked a lot. And as there was so little information that we knew going into it, I really thought they did good at kind of hiding what the whole story is about you kind of had your inkling but it really tells you why it was tenant and smith yeah because that's what i'm interested to see because i i i thought they weren't supposed to two versions of the doctor were not supposed to occupy the same same space a la time cop because <laughs> that's where all our real time travel information comes from mm-hmm. it comes from time cop 
Mm-hmm. Not Back to the Future or anything like that. No, Time Cop. Listen, that shit got real when they touched each other. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> hey, and, and Back to the Future, too, could cause a paradox. Right, right. <laughs> or she could just faint. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Oh, <laughs> uh, dude, I, I didn't put this in the show notes, but got one of them. Then we ain't fucking talking about it. <laughs> Sick of this sloppy shit. <laughs> <laughs> I got one of them uh, tabletop air hockey tables. Oh, I saw that picture. Yeah. Dude, we used to have one of those when I was a kid, dude. I used to play the shit out of that. I, I kept every Christmas, you know, it only comes out during the Christmas season. Like, you'll never find it any other time unless it's like 500 bucks and it's at a toy store yeah. um, or a sporting goods store. <laughs> you get one for 50 bucks Christmas. Yeah. He, and uh, I was rolling through and my brother and I were strolling through Target. And, you know, they have the whole setup there with all of that shit. And I see the air hockey table, and I go, oh, man, I should get one of those because I've always wanted one of those. And it'd be nice to have just, like, a t- little tabletop one. And then I'm like, well, fuck it. Why don't I get it now? Because you know what's going to happen. You wait till like, oh, I'll get it as a Christmas present, so I'll get it closer to Christmas. They ain't going to have it. That shit's going to go, like, today. Like, it probably disappeared already. Like, they don't have any more, I bet. But now I'm, like, going, oh, shit. That air hockey table, bitch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this shit just got real. I'm going to play air hockey until my fucking wrist bleeds. <laughs> <laughs> you want to know what I'm thankful for? I'm thankful for this. <laughs> I used to go to uh, the Boys and Girls Club when I was young. Like, I think seven or eight in Totten, Massachusetts. And... uh we had fucking air hockey. We had a bumper pool table, motherfucker, dude. We had all types of cool <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, shit. Bumper pool? Damn. Dude, I remember I used to go with my friends over to uh, this place in um, in uh, the valley called The Castle. And we would, like, get, like, basically grab a table and, like, stay with it all fucking night. We were those assholes, you know, while, you know, somebody's playing, our other buddies going to get more quarters and shit. So then we can just keep playing, you know, play winner, play winner, play winner. And then you're hitting that shit so hard, it's hitting people playing other video games and shit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you hit me. Hey, shut the fuck up. That's why I got so concentrate. <laughs> That's like I got so pissed when I, uh, a couple months ago when we went over to the Santa Monica Pier and I saw, like, oh, they had air hockey table. And then they had these little glass, like, separators on the side. I'm like, what bullshit is this? I go, what the hell, man? I used to hit it and, like, go across three tables. Now they got to put these little bumpers on there because somebody might get hurt. Mm. And it's like, fuck, we survived. Dude, <laughs> I took a I took a ski wall to the fucking nuts one time, dude. <laughs> I was like, hey, this keep Oh, shit. <laughs> what the? F- <laughs> <laughs> you guys ain't funny. This shit ain't funny. Quit laughing. They should have never gave you guys funny. I'm serious. I I fucking fell on the damn ski table. I was like, oh shit. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) All right. Well, you think it's time we head into some news? I guess. Yeah. (laughs) All right. In some uh, television news this week. For those of you counting on ep- on the episodes to see The Flash in the 20th episode of Arrow this season, we'll have to wait a little longer. At least that is the conclusion we are getting from the CW. Originally in Arrow's 8th and 9th episode, they would introduce the character of Barry Allen in the CW universe. Then around episode 20, they would reveal him as The Flash. 
and it would serve as a uh, backdoor pilot for a new series. That's right, backdoor. According to Deadline, the CW has changed its mind. It seems that the CW has decided to move ahead and actually shoot a real pilot for the series instead of using um, Arrow as a stage for the pilot. Apparently, the vibe is already positive that they're going to move right into a traditional pilot production for the potential series. Now, there is still no word on whether The Flash will make it will make its intended appearance in episode 20 as originally planned. The benefit is that The Flash pilot will have its own budget and spend... Der- strictly on the character itself uh don't be scared to think that they that they're making it a complete separate series from arrow the plan remains uh, remains the same keep the arrow and flash in the same universe as it'll allow for crossover events but the odds of seeing the costume will have to wait until fall of 2014 rather than the spring bummer because that's going to lead all summer people this is a leaked picture of what the flash is going to look like on the cw Stupid. You can't really do a whole lot with the Flash costume. No, nah, I mean it's it's red <laughs> with some orange trim. I mean it's yeah, yeah. I mean you can you can make his uh the little flare in his head a little slicker, but that's about it, dude. Like this, I mean, unless you completely redo it, like give if they want do the CW treatment, give him like a red hoodie, some jeans. <laughs> yeah, go Smallville. Yeah, but see, then again, that fucks it up, too, because the whole point of the Flash's outfit is it's frictionless. Yeah, that's true. So he can run. Like, if he runs that fast in normal clothes, which I know the CW will have him doing, mm-hmm. his clothes are supposed to melt off of him because he's going so fucking fast. Right. And then the ladies get a sexy treat. Well, you know how uh, – you said you watched, like, the first season or a f- couple episodes of the, of the of Arrow? I watched the first couple episodes. Yeah. yeah. You know how he does the eyeliner around the the eyes? Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, in the second season, they got rid of that. They're going strictly with the mask. Good. Yeah. Um. T- see, the, the Arrow was, was a decent show when I was watching it, but it had that CW tone Real. to yeah. it. Yeah. I just didn't. The whole like, it's just the acting. It's not bad acting. It's just CW acting. Like it, it feels like <laughs> it's a fucking own level of acting. It feels like a novella, dude. Like it's just so everything so fucking dramatic you know it's like come on dude. and the music's all hey when i when i do when i go to the laundromat dude they have the fucking telenovelas up and it's just like i look at them and i'm like oh my god this is so fucking bad it's like but those girls though god damn <laughs> girls in those novellas are ridiculous i don't know what they're feeding them but <laughs> Shit ain't fair to the rest of the women in the world. I know, right? And I love it too because they'll be like, "Oh, I'm going to the, I'm going to the market, you know, or whatever, you know." And they're like dressed like they they're going to fucking the club, <laughs> just like fucking six inch pumps and like a in a sundress, you know, just like <laughs> oh my god, it's like. Who gets dressed like that to go to the market? I don't know, but I wish more broads would dress like that to go out to the store. I'd go out more. <laughs> like, I gotta run some errands real quick. <laughs> real quick. I won't see you for like three hours. That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right. So, producer of both the Dark Knight trilogy and Man of Steel, uh, Charles Roven, um, spoke up about the current happenings with the Batman vs. Superman script recently, as well as the choice of Ben Affleck for Batman. <laughs> Jesus. Um, it, quote, don't you find it takes a lot of strength to like to mention his name? With yeah, the- I was being I was being um, 
I was being sarcastic because it really does, it's not that big of a deal to me. <laughs> it seems like it's a big deal for everybody else, though. Yeah, until um, you see it and you go, oh. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> um, all right, so we have a first draft, and we're continuing to work with it. Those scripts are never fully finished until the movie is in the theaters. We love the characters. We think that Ben Affleck is going to be a really great and interesting Batman Roven told variety. He also said... We wanted a guy who had a certain age and certain gravitas <laughs> to what he had done in terms of his recent work. They wanted someone popular. That's what right. you're saying. Um, that's, that's French talk for popular. Um, he added – there's a lot of quotes in here. That's why it's so long. Uh, he added, uh, if you take a look at the town in Ago, he plays a couple of serious guys in those movies. He's a big man. He's also a mature man. As you see him and Henry Cavill together – one definitely has much more experience just by looking at them. Um, that's or him, sorry. That's what we wanted, particularly juxtaposed against our Superman. I hate when people talk in words that no one fucking uses anymore. <laughs> you can sound smart and not sound like a fucking douchebag. It works. <laughs> not all the Juxt- time. <laughs> juxtaposed. Shut the fuck up. Jesus. It's. It reminds me of the. Uh, remember the character on In Living Color, Damon Wayans. Yeah. See the flatulation of the articulation. <laughs> Every time, and, and like I know, for for the record, I know these words. I know how to properly use them, and I understand them when they're spoken to me. But every time I hear words like that, I I think of Romeo and Juliet, which is a little too old, but still, you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I go on. I say, um, personally, I don't understand all the backlash about Affleck in this role. I, this sentence is kind of where I understand it. I just don't fully agree with it. Um, some of it is expected, though, not because of Affleck, but because of Batman. Being such an iconic character, as well as coming off of three amazing movies with a different actor, it's expected that there would be some heat thrown at the new guy. While many like to bring up Daredevil as a reason for Affleck being a poor choice, keep in mind Daredevil was a bad movie, not a good movie with a bad actor. Affleck's latest roles have more than proven he's a quality talent. I honestly think he can pull it off, and the reasoning behind the choice to cast him seems sound enough. Batman should look like he's seen a lot more than Superman, because that's what the character brings to the relationship. Let us know in the comments and blah, 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 blah. No one gave a fuck, by the way. Um, this <laughs> okay, is a, see, you, you use the word talent. See, see I don't you know, get, like, I've seen... It, this is a situation, and I think Steve's just more fucking with me than anything else, but... I um, I've seen I've, I haven't seen Argo. I want to see it, but I haven't seen. It. Argo's good. I liked Argo. I saw the town. Um, I've seen I've seen some of his films. Of, I think he's a good actor. He's been in some shitty fucking movies. Um, Daredevil was a shitty fucking movie. It just was. And I I always that line that I had in the in the article. I say that to everybody. Would say, oh, Affleck's a shitty actor. Remember Daredevil? I say Daredevil was a bad movie. Not a yeah. good movie with a bad actor. <laughs> right. and the movie just was shit, you know. So, no, I, I I agree with you on that. I mean, Daredevil was a shit movie, um, and uh, but I to me in some instances I have some apprehension because I have seen like Adam a lot of Ben Affleck's movies. The thing that I have the the problem that I have in, in recent years it seems that Ben Affleck has kind of stiffened a little bit. Like he he seems almost like 
like like just I don't know I'm trying to find the word for it, but he seems very stuffy. Yeah. In Argo, I mean, he was good in Argo and in the town, but there was just there's very few times that you see him kind of loose, like he used to be in like uh, like Goodwill Hunting. Or as opposed to as opposed to Batman, who's the life of the fucking party, right? At all times. <laughs> but you know, it, it's just I don't know. He just it seems a little because like. But then again, you know, like everybody didn't like the idea of Michael Keaton taking over Batman, yeah. and uh, you know, in in you know, he turned out to be one of a lot of people's favorites. Um, Christian Bale, I thought, did a great job, and again, he. He he was a little stuffy, but there were points where he just kind of acted like that trust fun brat, you know, sometimes where you kind of saw it. See, honestly, I didn't um I didn't like Christian Bale as Batman. I thought he was a good Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. I like Christian Bale as an actor. I mean, he's definitely an incredible talent. Like I'm not <laughs> I'm not an asshole, you yeah. know, but um as Batman, I thought they could have been done better. I think he did okay. But, I mean, everybody was sucking his fucking dick. And I'm like, I don't think he – he didn't bring anything to the table for me. And, I, I mean, I consider myself as a normal dude experienced enough with the character of Batman to know – not know, but just to get a feel of who's doing it right. And I'm just like, ah, he's all right. The movie was – and then it goes back to Daredevil too. Okay, so I personally think – Christian Bale was an okay Batman, but he's surrounded by incredible fucking movies, so <laughs> it doesn't really matter, you right. know. So if if Ben Affleck was an okay Daredevil, let's just say for the sake of argument, because really the movie is such shit that I I don't know if he was an okay Daredevil or not, because his <laughs> lines were fucking atrocious. I try um, I tried giving Daredevil another chance just to like see if I can push through it. No. The only thing I liked about Daredevil was uh, Colin Farrell because his character was so fucking ridiculous. <laughs> He's just – I'm like, when did Bullseye become this fucking psychopathic crazy fucker? Like yeah. he's always been crazy, but that dude was just acting like he was drunk. Like, like yeah. I mean he was chewing the scenery. Yeah. yeah. So I, I am reserving – I'm not saying that Affleck's going to knock it out of the park, but I'm just saying that – Yeah, you are. <laughs> I mean, a little bit of it too. A Boston boy, you know. I, I like to, I like to stand behind um, the actors that come out of the neighborhoods that I'm from. <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm, I'm happy, but I, I love uh, Matt, Matt Damon. He ain't in the greatest shit sometimes. Um, what's the, what's the other cat? Um, fuck, why am I forgetting him? Because he's my favorite. The one that was in Ted. Oh, uh, Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, Mark Wahlberg's the fucking boss. Dude. I don't give a fuck <laughs> about that Marky Mark comments. Fuck it, he was the shit. <laughs> give a shit. But um, I don't know. Hey, I think. Hey, I... don't knock Star Wars. That was scientifically accurate. <laughs> <laughs> I just think I think everyone. I mean, and it's kind of cooled off now. But I just think uh, you know, let's just wait and see what happens. Fuck mm-hmm. it, you know. And a lot of people thought uh, that putting a new face on Superman was shitty too. And I think he did a good job. Yeah. I liked Henry Cavill as, as Superman. He could Um, have emoted a little bit better in some scenes, but that that was, I think he was a little going back to being stiff. I think he was a little too stiff, uh, in some parts. Cause Superman's always like, ha ha. Yeah. But what Mm. are you going to do? Yeah, I know. Right. All right. Moving on into gaming news. 
Shortly after the sale of Lucasfilms to Disney, they eventually shut down the video game division, LucasArts. Since then, we have heard that Electronic Arts will be taking up the baton, and we will we have seen images from this year's E3 with the trailer of Star Wars Battlefront. Uh, we also know that there will not be a new Star Wars game until 2015, but we can expect one to be released for the upcoming Episode 7. The short answer is no. I don't know if there, if any of you remember the Yawn Fest that was Revenge of the Sith that came out prior to release of the movie, but that was pretty lame. Uh, games based on movies in general are pretty lame. However, we won't have to worry about that in regards to the upcoming movies or spin-off movies. Uh, speaking to the UBS Global Technology Conference, EA Chief Financial Officer and Executive Vice President Blake J. Jorgensen took time to address the idea. Quote, We've done movie games over the years, and we wanted to make sure that we weren't going, um, we weren't doing a movie game, i.e., games based on movies. The beauty of the Star Wars franchise is that it's so broad and so deep. You don't have to do a movie game. You can do a game that's very focused on the world that has been created around Star Wars. End quote. He went on to explain that the future of Star Wars games are going to be spread out, quote, across multiple. Types of platforms over 10 years, end quote. But since they won't share movie plot, um, they won't share plots of the movies, they will be timed to take advantage of the film's release dates, however, uh, which makes perfect sense. I think I'm not alone in thinking that this would be a good thing for Star Wars fans, even if they complain that they have to wait so long for a new game. However, I want everyone to be real about something for a moment. Let's not fool ourselves into thinking that Lucas Art releases were a great deal of classic games. Let's wait for the game, and I that I think we all deserve. I think, you know, I mean, when you look at a lot of these games, especially from Lucas Arts, they they weren't the pinnacle of of anything. I mean, some of the best games were games outside of the Star Wars continuity. Uh, yes. I, you know, my favorite was based on a book, Shadows of the Empire. The Nintendo 64 game. Uh, loved, loved, loved that game. Some and of Lucas's Art's best games weren't even Star Wars games. True, true. Maniac fucking mansion. Mike <laughs> drop. <laughs> That's all I gotta say. But, you know, and, and I'm actually happy that we won't have film-based games. Because I think we all can remember E.T., um, the <laughs> game that single-handedly killed Atari. <laughs> In 1983. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but you know, I, I think it's it's cool that um, for me, anyways, I, I'm more than willing to wait till 2015 to get a new Battlefront game because those games were ridiculous when they first came out. Yeah. And um, I, I think with EA handling it, this shit should just be real. I mean, I pretty much knew LucasArts was going to close as soon as Disney because Disney has a oh, yeah. video game studio. Oh yeah. And it's a million times larger than LucasArts. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, yeah. fucking YOLO. The only thing I'm worried about, too, and, and just real quick, it really has nothing to do with Star Wars. I know that Disney's fully exploiting Star Wars to, to its fullest potential. Um, Disney does hoard IPs. And a, a few IPs they got in that deal, too, was Maniac Mansion as well as Monkey Island. And I, I fear that they're not going to do anything with those two IPs ever. Mm. Like, we're never going to see anything. Maniac Mansion would be dope to bring back. And maybe it's just me, but I mean that the fucking game was awesome. You ever play that one? God, I don't, I don't. Maybe I, I vaguely remember. 
Like, I like to get ultra geeky with people who are like, yeah, do you ever play Maniac Mansion? Most people say no, and I'm like, yeah, you don't even know. And if someone says, yeah, I had it for the NES, oh, for real? I used to play it on the Commodore 64. You gotta be that guy, huh? Bitch! <laughs> <laughs> and, like, and they always go, oh, shit, so you got to use a mouse? No, motherfucker, you had to use the keyboard with no damn mouse. <laughs> <laughs> I always gotta one-up people. Fuck yeah. Hmm. All right. One of the geekiest things you could do to your PS3 last generation was replace the hard drive. Someone would, and this is about one and up, one up people too. <laughs> um, someone would brag about having the 160 gigabyte hard drive in their PS3. Then someone would scoff, uh, saying something about replacing their hard drive um, with a bigger capacity drive. Those were the days <laughs> when you could make people feel like shit about what they bought. Bitch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Xbox 360 owners, however, never had the chance to do such a thing. Microsoft opted for proprietary hard drives, so if you wanted to up your space, you not only had to buy the specific hard drive designed for the 360, but were limited to the sizes Microsoft decided to put out. Being that the Xbox was a bit more limited as to what you could store on the console versus the PS3, really wasn't much of an issue anyway. Because you can't, you can't like the PS3, you can copy full films to it if you want, but the Xbox doesn't really do that. Unless you buy it from them. Right. Um, well, it seems the Xbox One doesn't have that problem. Have the problem of its forebearer. Ooh, now I'm doing the fucking old school words. Um, <laughs> you don't just sound extra douchey, right? Right. Uh, and has opted for a standard um, SATA drive, uh, SATA hard drive, serial ATA drive, whatever. Um, according to recent deconstruction, a uh, recent deconstruction of the unit by iFit, I must have wrote this when it was late because there are a lot of fucking like words that are flipped around and <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Um, recent deconstruction of the unit by iFixit. Um, the Xbox One contains a Samsung Springpoint M8 ST 500 MO12. I didn't get that wrong. Um, with eight megabytes of cache. 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 Or cache. Um, these same drives are readily available for purchase for around 55 bucks. Um, while it's nice to know you could replace the hard drive, you may not want to. Sure, it's completely possible to do so and only requires a few tools and a few minutes, but it will also void your warranty as soon as you do it. It looks more like Microsoft went with a standard hard drive to cut costs, not to give you an added feature. Sony, on the other hand, continues its free-to-replace hard drive trend with the PlayStation 4 and welcomes owners of the console to replace their hard drive without voiding the warranty. A few requirements need to be considered before cracking your PS4 open, however. The, the replacement drive can't be thicker than 9.5 millimeters uh, and must have a capacity larger than 160 gigabytes. Honestly, not that big of a deal when you think about it. Uh, replacing the stock hard drive for a larger one is something some need to consider, depending on what you plan on doing with the console. If you want to go mostly digital with your games, then a bigger hard drive may be something to look into. Keep in mind that neither consoles will support external storage at launch. However, this may change in the future. So you can do it, but if it breaks, you're fucked. And knowing uh, Microsoft's history... You might not want to do it. Right. You avoid that boring, or whatever the new red ring of death is. <laughs> you're going to get it. The the fucking purple line of truth. Or I don't know what the hell. <laughs> the purple line of truth. <laughs> whatever the fuck's going to happen. So, yeah, you got to be careful when you're dealing with, yeah, getting rid of um, their warranty of any type. Microsoft is 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 known for having shit creep up on you. 
I mean, really think about it. Video game systems are not treated very nicely most of the time. They're they're played hard. You know, I mean, the hardest thing you can do to your computer is is gaming. Well, it's one of the hardest things. You know, because you're really running your hard drive at its peak or your hardware at its peak. So your game system is doing that 100% of the time. You know, unless you're watching Netflix all the fucking time, which right. Buy a Roku for Christ's sake! I don't know why people. I mean, I watch Netflix on my PS3 too, but damn it, it's a video game system. Got to get those games in, baby. Yeah. Let it stretch its legs. (laughs) Oh man, I know it. It's funny too, because like I did my like two years, a year or two ago, I upgraded my PS3 to 500 gig, and uh, you know, and then it's just like, oh yeah, I can't do anything with the Xbox. Yeah. So at least I mean, I I think for right now, what are the standard hard drive space for the Xbox One? Do you know? Five hundred. Five hundred. I don't really. Well, most of them have to install too, huh? That's the thing. It's pretty much every game has to install. Install. So now I have a five hundred. My current PC has a sixty gigabyte solid state drive for the OS and a five hundred gigabyte drive for everything else. I have it. I've got. Like <laughs> maybe seven or eight games installed. We're talking like Assassin's Creed Four and World of Warcraft and like big games. Right. And it's only half full. And it has other shit on it too. So it's not really that. It, I think five hundred is going to be fine. Yeah. Um. But you never know. After years and years and years of using it. Yeah, you're going to may need to eventually upgrade. But at that point, you know, I think the warranty will probably be like okay. I think the main benefit here is is and it's, this goes for both systems because this later down the road, let's say you have the Xbox One or the PS4 for like four years and a hard drive goes out, which is completely logical to think that that's going to happen because you're using the hard drive incessantly all the time. Right. So now you it's easy to replace on both units because if it's four three or four years it doesn't matter if the warranty is going forth the warranty shouldn't have it anyway right so so that's that's dope for everybody like oh shit my hard drive broke well fuck it i'll just hit up i'll hit up the shop real quick and get um get a replacement for a couple bucks and i'm good to go you know so that's cool i mean that's cool that we've gotten to that point you won't have to be like fuck i gotta get a new one yeah fuck that and then spend 20 extra bucks to get that cable (laughs) <laughs> to transfer your shit over. All right. Well, moving on into uh, comic book news. Moving on up. Things have been quiet since uh, Brian Michael Bendis' 12-issue run of Moon Knight, especially since uh, they moved the character from its original city in New York City to Los Angeles. Yeah, my problem is that Crime is never the same on the West Coast. I'm not sure what it is, but comics based on the West Coast never seem to hold my attention. Yeah, I'm looking at you, West Coast Avengers. Mm-hmm. Um, however, on Friday, Com- um, Hero Complex managed to give fans of the character some great news. Moon Knight, Moon Knight will be returning to the Marvel Universe in March with Warren Ellis and uh, Declan Shavley. Um, at the helm of the new ongoing comic and will be part of the whole Marvel Now collection. Ellis is bringing the character back to his normal stomp, original stomping grounds in New York and will unify all the previous takes, making the character whole and taking him forward into a new kind of crime fiction. The best Moon Knight stories for me were always ground level but cr- uh, but cr- weird crime, Ellis told uh, 
hero complex. Weird Crime has been the kind of been uh, the touchstone for me uh, for this revival. One of the biggest changes for the upcoming series will be Ellis's shifting away from previous writers' emphasis on the character's dissociative identity disorder. Quote, I've known people with um, DID, Ellis said. I, they, and any doctor can tell you that you can't catch ID, um, DID just from pretending to be other people. If that were true, every actor in L.A. would be hospitalized. Uh, this makes tons of sense. Ellis and Shavley will be joining. Will be joined by colorist Jordi Bellari, and I'm looking forward to seeing what kind of stuff Ellis has in store for the character. Moon Knight number one will be hitting retailers in March of 2014. Um, I, I've always had a problem, and I remember like immediately when I heard about the um, the original, or not the original, the last incarnation of. Um, Moon Knight, and they're like, yeah, we're moving him to Los Angeles. I was just like, really? Uh. It's like, I hate when they do that, when they move him over. That's why I'm kind of like, ugh, about the new Daredevil, I mean, the new uh, Punisher. He's moving to Los Angeles. It's like, why? Because honestly, I don't even know, I can't even place exactly why it doesn't work. But it doesn't. Yeah. It never fucking works. It never works. It just feels so weird. And they they try to match it up because I remember towards the end of um, of Moon Knight's original run they brought they brought over a couple of the Avengers for some crime that happened in New York that linked them maybe because that linked them to Los Angeles but maybe from maybe it's the fact that all the superheroes are based in New York that when they come out to L A there's no real like way of them bumping into one another I don't know I think, I think too like L A is a huge city, but it's such a different city from New York and Chicago and Gotham and Metropolis. It, it's it, LA's main focus is entertainment. I mean, right. and not in a negative way. It's just that's what makes its money. So no, it's it, in a negative way. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I wasn't gonna do it, but like, it's weird to see like, I don't know, Spider Man going around fucking eight thousand billboards and right. it just it's just weird. You know, it it doesn't. It, it doesn't look right. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you on that one. It just has this just off. It's just a, some weird off-putting feel. Yeah. Oh, I had to take. You know, you have you have the headset on, mm-hmm. and you have to kind of lift it off your ears for a second. You're like, oh, oh yes. I know to get that and like oh feel. And then you put it back on and go fuck you. It's all right. Like, it's like when you have to pick up your balls and like shift them. That's all the time. Yeah. I'm currently stepping on my balls. Fuck. Marvel. Did you step too far over that? A little bit. bit a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. Marvel has been in the forefront of developing gay characters in their books. That that sentence sounds weird, and I didn't. I wasn't really meaning it to. Um, <laughs> Just last year, the same-sex wedding between Northstar and his partner Kyle uh, caused a lot of buzz, both negative and positive, mostly positive, of course. Um, Benjamin Deeds, or Morph, in, is the latest character to join the LGBT uh, comic book superhero list. Um, the reveal took place in Uncanny X-Men number 14 in a conversation about why Deeds wouldn't ask a woman out on a date. Um, quote, continuing with Marvel's rich tradition of character development and storytelling. Oh, thanks for writing comic books. What kind of fucking quote is that? <laughs> um, 
this shape-shifting mutant can alter his appearance to mimic anyone he is uh, he is in close proximity with, said Marvel Senior communi- Communications Manager of Marvel Entertainment, Joe uh, Terraborelli, to Huffington Post. The fact that Ben has come out as a homosexual is just a small facet of who he is and what he is going to bring to Cyclops' select team of X-Men. Just like with any minority, it's important for there to be a representation of it in all forms of media. Marvel went the extra step here and didn't make a big deal out of it, which I think is is equally as important in these sorts of situations. There are two ends of the spectrum when joining a hotly debated, although it... What did I say? Although it shouldn't be debated by anyone who feels equality is cool and all. <laughs> my, little, my little tidbit. Um, when joining a hotly debated topic, you... Don't want to deny it to be a possibility, but you also don't want to make it such a big deal that it seems like everyone is trying too hard to be relevant. Uh, good job once again, Marvel, for keeping it modern in a modern world. So basically, I put a picture of the the exact. Pa- it happened in one panel, um, yeah. and this is between Morph and I don't know who he's talking to. Some broad he says, "I don't want to ask her out. You're not marrying her. I'm gay. I don't care. What does that have to do with this?" <laughs> That's it. And that was all that happened. And I was I was impressed by it because the wedding – now, it's first of all, the wedding's okay too because the wedding's a fucking wedding. So it doesn't matter who's getting married. It's going to be big. Right. You know? But in a lot of times – and you see this a lot on TV, like sitcoms and shit where they go, oh, we're going to you know have a gay character. Or let's just take uh, – what did I watch? Roseanne. Who, who's the fucking lesbian chick? In Roseanne. Now, granted, this was the 90s, too, so the, this isn't really the 21st century. But they had to mention that she was gay every time she had a scene. Yeah. There had to be a comment. There had to have been a, a fucking I'm okay with you being gay moment. Like, we get it. You know, that, and that, I, was, I, that was like the problem with Ellen. Like, you know, when Ellen came out, it was like, yeah, that was cool and all that. But every episode after that had to be addressing the fact that she was gay. Yeah. Now, I know some people will say, like, yeah, but she just became, you know, she just realized she's gay. She's going to have those issues. And it's like, no, she will have those issues. But, you know, we don't have to sit there and address each and every one as that is the main point of it, because then that becomes the show. Because this is the key to equality. Equality is realizing that no matter what anybody's personal preferences, we're all the same species. We all have the same wants and needs. With slight variations to the formula, you know, and I think when they do that, you're you're making them look like an alien, like they're right. they're completely different from everybody else, and we need to point it out that we're okay with how grossly fucking abnormal they are, and that's <laughs> that's that's the that's like reverse racism, basically, yeah. like like how reverse racism works, where you're like, oh, I have 15 black friends, I don't, I'm not racist, like motherfucker, yeah. you know, it's it's just. I don't know. I think this way was legit. Um, I, I did. Uh, we'll actually read this. Um, a comment. Great comment um, made by a reader. Uh, we'll read that later because that was legit because he, he pointed out some legit shit. So how many times can I say legit in a sentence? You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean it's pretty legit. <laughs> it's legit how legit it is. I mean, legitly. <laughs> legitly. <laughs> All right. Uh, going into... Uh, Technology news. Mm. Yeah. Now, there are a whole lot of tablets out there that are Wi-Fi only. 
But sometimes it gets expensive. You want to access a hotel Wi-Fi or get onto an LG, a 4G LTE plan strictly for your tablet. Similar to what AT&T did back in October, Verizon announced on Thursday that they will allow people to hook up their, to their 4G LTE network for only $5 a day for the intermittent user. If you have a tablet or other Internet Connect device, such as a Samsung Galaxy camera, you can connect to um, Verizon's 4G LTE network for 24 hours with access up to 300 megabytes per uh, worth of data. That may not sound like a lot, but given that given their plan is allows for $20 a month to get up to one gigabyte of data. But you need to remember that this is for people who want access uh, when free options aren't available. How it works is that when you have a Verizon wireless SIM card installed on your tablet or device and launch your browser, uh, they will automatically be routed to the Verizon wireless broadband portal. Once on the landing page, you will choose a share everything plan, which lets customers share data among other multiple devices for a contract. But prepaid options will be available, which will include the $5 daily plan. You will not be charged an activation fee. Now, if the 300 megabytes isn't enough for you, you can get an option to purchase another 300 for five, um, for five bucks. To reactivate after the session expire, you go back to your online account and sign up again. And if you don't have a Verizon SIM card, you can have one installed at a Verizon wireless retail location. The $5 daily service isn't designed for constant 4G LTE users. It is designed for people who, um, that only use it occasionally. It could be a good idea when you travel and they want 12 bucks for 24 hours or Wi-Fi access to their hotel, which is slower than dial-up. Um, you know, it makes sense to me that Verizon would offer this kind of thing. And to be honest, five bucks a day for 24-hour mm. use, it's not that bad. I mean, most people will use it to, you know, uh, check emails, you know, you like know, business business, business stuff, you know, stuff that you, you know, or download your new your book or your latest book or whatever, but. You're streaming like Netflix on your device. You're not using this plan. And honestly, if you're on a trip and you get upset like, oh, it's bullshit. Now I'm so bored because I can't stream Netflix. You just didn't plan properly for your fucking trip. Exactly. Like bring shit with you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I, I love though that the uh, cell phone companies seem to be in a race to how convenient and cheap they can make things. Like it, it, lately, like with this, um, you can change your phone whenever you want or like it, it's almost started with T-Mobile. Like T-Mobile was like, oh, fuck it. No contract. You know, you're just signing a agreement that you're going to pay up, pay the phone off, but you can change your phone anytime you want. And then all these other companies like, oh, fuck. Now we got to do this shit, too. And they all came out with their little variations of it and stuff. And, and I think it's cool, man, because the cell phone companies were starting to get stupid. Like yeah. th- things were getting a little ridiculous, and Verizon was not innocent, and yeah. neither was oh, any no. of them. Yeah. You know, so the only one that was Sprint, I mean, Sprint was like unlimited, but it was kind of expensive. You know, but you, yeah. it's like you can get unlimited everything, but we have 4G in like three places. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? There's no 4G for Sprint here. At oh all. wow! And you'll be amazed how many people have Sprint. And they go, yeah, the cell phone's just so slow. I'm like, no, Sprint is slow, asshole. Why do you have Sprint? What are you doing? What are you doing with your life? (laughs) All right. Moving along. There isn't much much I can say about Winamp that most of you don't already know. 
known by the masses to be the greatest media player in existence for quite a long time. Winamp was loved for its customizations and clean, no-nonsense interface. The player... <laughs> yeah. yeah. The, the, player, <laughs> the player could look any way you wanted it to, really, and even had a slogan about beating llamas. What wasn't there to love? <laughs> it seems... It seems that it's all coming to an end, however, with the announcement that all Winamp services, as well as support for the player itself, will be shutting down as of December 20th of this year. The brief message left at the top of the Winamp website reads, quote, this is probably going to say exactly what I just said, um, (laughs) Winamp.com and associated web services will no longer be available past December 20th, 2013. Additionally, Winamp Media Players will no longer be available for download. Please download the latest version before that date. See release notes for latest improvements to this last release. Thanks for supporting the Winamp community for over 15 years. Who's to blame? Okay, there's no longer a quote. Who's to blame? <laughs> Who, who's to blame for the decline of the player that that led to end? To led to this end, I guess. Um, Many pointed AOL as the cause. AOL purchased Winamp back in 1999 for more than $80 million. I blame soon. I blame uh, Uganda. (laughs) Make no sense. Um, See, now you got me losing my fucking place. Uh, More than $80 million. And many feel that the slow and painful fall of the software began when it was sold. Winamp's own Rob Lord spoke in a 2012 interview about AOL not handling Winamp properly, saying, quote, There's no reason that Winamp can't be in the position that iTunes is in today, if not for a few layers of mismanagement by AOL that started immediately upon acquisition. I... Yeah, I th- I think that statement's a little blown out out of proportion, but I do agree that AOL mismanaged uh, the player a bit. But I mean, it, iTunes is big because they they sell devices that require it. Like most most people that have an iPhone or an iPod, they don't even like iTunes. Yeah. They just use it because they have to. Yeah. Especially the new iTunes. We were having a discussion about this uh, earlier before we started. Yeah. Like an iTunes is stupid it works really good on the mac <laughs> and i think that's what they strictly made it for especially yeah. the new the, the last two two versions of itunes i i have it on the pc and i've i mean it's not been the smoothest interface ever but these last two updates freeze so fucking much when you try to go ahead and like if you have like I subscribe to a bunch of podcasts, um, and uh, when it goes to search for downloads of any downloads, I can't do anything. Like, I can't travel through tabs. I can't look at other things. It freezes on me. And then, like, if it's downloading titles, it'll pop and then freeze again. And then until it's all done will be when I'm allowed to actually do anything. So it's glitchy as hell. And then they did an update, like, a week or two ago. And I was like, oh, cool, this must get rid of it. No, it's still the same problem. <laughs> so. Yeah, and, and keep keep in mind, when Apple's, when, when software is glitchy, it's annoying. Any software. You're like, oh, yeah. fuck, you know. But when Apple's shit doesn't work right, you, people get even more pissed off because Apple is always, we're perfect. Everything we do is perfect. Right. So now that you've set yourself up to be the fucking poster child of perfection, and then you're fucking up. It makes it look even worse. And I, I downloaded iTunes oh, like two months ago. Still downloading? <laughs> yeah, I know. Because um, I had to um, – I, I found a fucking 
old iPod Touch, like in the dirt. Yeah, you know, I was like, oh shit, let's see what's up. Broken, <laughs> broken, of course. Of course. Um, but I was like, oh, you know, let me let me check out the podcast because because iTunes podcast interface is pretty legit, although they've changed it and it's not as cool as it used to be. No, because um, it's own separate app now and yeah. Also, so I was shit. I was using it, but it was freezing. It was slow. It was just fucking dumb. So fuck you, fuck <laughs> you, Apple. Douchebag of the decade, <laughs> Apple. All right. Well, as we do each and every week, we find the company, person, or entity that does something that simply reeks of douchebaggery, and they become the Lazy Geeks Douchebag of the Week. This week's douchebag is McDonald's mm. for, a, for a McFail, according to <laughs> CBSNews.com. Uh Martha C. White uh, wrote this one here. Not going to read the title, just going to go right into it. McDonald's is once again getting grilled over <laughs> uh, <laughs> over the, its employees' advice, this time suggesting ways to get out of holiday debt that includes returning unopened packages, purchases and bringing a sack lunch. After The criticism comes months after it took heat over an employee's budget guide that included no money for heat and $20 a month for health care. Uh, the Labor Advocacy, advocacy Group, Low Pay is Not Okay, is lambasting McDonald's for articles on an employee website that suggests workers use thrift stores instead of the mall, use stale bread and bruised apples rather than throwing them out, and quit complaining as a way to reduce stress. And to pay off holiday debt, it suggested returning purchases. Quote, on a short-term basis, do whatever it takes to dig out of your holiday debt, said one article on the McSource line website, a screen grab of which is provided by low pay is not okay. Quote, we, you may want to consider returning some of your unopened purchases that may not seem as appealing as they did. Selling some of your unwanted possessions on eBay or Craigslist could bring in some extra cash. It continued considering bringing a brown bag lunch and skipping the takeout. It might be, uh, it might also consider a temporary part-time job to dig out of the of uh, the debt quickly. The article has since been removed uh, from the website from the site by midday Thursday. Um, McDonald's did not return multiple calls for comment. Surprisingly, a company spokesperson in a statement emailed to CNBC uh, said, "Low pay is not okay." Video about the website took the advice out of context and characterized the campaign as an attempt by an outside organization to undermine the well-intended employee assistance resource website. Although the spokesperson said McDonald's and Nerder Health, which created the site, would review the content and make any necessary adjustments. She defended the site. The vast majority of the resource and information on the site are based on credible outside experts and well-published um, advice, she said. Um, the executive at Nurture Health re quick, um, referred queries to McDonald's public relations department. Uh, the rest goes down into this whole deal about why they're why uh, McDonald's is getting such negative press. Um, but uh, I thought that was funny. I mean, I think, just... I think it's funny too. Like it's, <laughs> I, my favorite line is like, maybe skip the takeout. It's like, uh, McDonald's? McDonald's is telling you to skip the takeout? Really? You know what's sad too is that working for McDonald's, and I'm not, look, I don't knock anybody's hustle. You got to get a job, you got to get a job. But the problem with working for a place like McDonald's is not only 
and people don't think about the the whole picture of your life, right? Not only are you working a pretty shitty job, so you're not making much money. So you're, but you have a job, so you're not looking for a job too hard most of the time because you have one. Um, but you are most likely going to eat where you work, the closest place. So the closest right. place is where you work. It's McDonald's. So now you're going to eat a lot of McDonald's, which is really shitty food. I eat McDonald's sometimes. You're not meant to eat it all the time. Right. You know? right. That's so why now, that whole thirty that you know that whole thirty days of McDonald's. Yeah. No. No shit. You got fat. <laughs> exactly. So now you have someone who makes no money. Their health right. is shit. Right. So then now they're miserable. I mean, gee, I'm surprised more McDonald's employees don't fucking shoot themselves. Yeah, I know, right? You know, I mean, it's like it's, I don't know, it's, it just seems like a horrible fucking place to work. Like I'd I'd rather work retail for the rest of my fucking life. I've never worked a fast food restaurant. Yeah. Well, that's the the thing is, is that when when you when you look at stuff like that, like when you hear. The people talking about like all of this, you know, they're complaining about like McDonald's, you know, McDonald's is low, low wages and uh, people can't live on this. You realize that places like McDonald's are not career stepping or not career jobs. They are they were designed as ways for people to get jobs as a stepping stone to get better jobs, to get experience, to move up to Wendy's or whatever. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Uh, to move up to, you know, some other when you move up When you move up to fucking Subway and now you're a sandwich, <laughs> sandwich artist. artist. Artiste, you know. It's, <laughs> but, you know, it's, yeah, it's... I'd rather work for Subway, though. Fuck it. He subs all day. That's legit. I know, right? I mean, look at Jared. Uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> but that's the thing. And, and to me, it's just... It's, it's sad on that side, you know, on that side is I think people lose focus on what McDonald's is actually supposed to be. Um, but again, you know, a job's a job, and in this economy, you know, people people are trying to get what they can get. But <laughs> the way the way it lo- the way McDonald's is playing, you know, like yeah, you know, return some gifts that you may not have may not have spent money on, you know, like food, yeah, <laughs> clothing for your kids, something like that, you know. I I think they needed to, uh, but I love how they're they're defending the majority of the site. Well, like the majority of the site, yeah, but it only takes one bad bad post to really fuck up your site yeah <laughs> and you know it, and honestly it, it was probably one dude that worked there that just made a stupid fucking choice but unfortunately you don't filter your comment content that's on you mcdonald's you hired that cat exactly yeah, I mean, so yeah you know you look at it and you have somebody who may have been trying to be a little facetious about it you know like a little like yeah you know being sarcastic being like cracked you know and uh you know Somebody took it to somebody took it badly. <laughs> All right. Stupid. <laughs> All right. Quickly moving into site comments. Uh, Little Miss Book um, uh, commented on us on our um, about us page. Says I love your blog. I know it's mostly geared towards guys, but as a girly, I, as I, as girly as I can be, I enjoy geeky techy things too. Uh, a lot of your recent posts have been really helpful. I'm actually referring to your blog about the upcoming Black Friday shopping needs. On my wish list is, is the Xbox and the HD SLR camera. And uh, referring to when I posted, I think, Target and Walmart's uh, Black Friday offering list. Um, there's some good stuff there. But um, uh, Little Miss Book, you know, thank you for those comments. You know, that's the kind of stuff we like to see. No, like, we like people to tell us what they what they're going for, and you know, engaging in comments like this next one that Adam has. Fucking this this guy just like let me let me out. say let, let me say quickly for the last comment though we don't discriminate. 
<laughs> our, our content isn't geared towards anybody, really. You know what? You know what? My personally, my content is geared towards me. <laughs> yeah, I write I write shit that I want to read. Yeah, it that's drives the thing. Steve crazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's like when we when uh, no, it's it's not that. It's the, the that like like she says, you know, it's geared towards guys. It's not geared towards. We're we're guys writing, so yeah. naturally it's going to come out the way we talk, um, and and the way we like to perceive our our news. Like you know, a lot of times I like snarky little things we woven in minds and that's where you see mine and adam's just like yeah this is how it is fuck it you know fuck yolo <laughs> this is reality if you don't like suck dick you know. can see the hashtag at every every post is gonna be yolo <laughs> one of these days i'm gonna do a post i'm gonna hashtag every single fucking word because that's what people do now i know right but anyway. uh but yeah, so you know, yeah, we don't discriminate. I, you know, I know a lot of girls that actually read this and 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 get it and get a kick out of because a lot of times, you know, we're just being well, just being us, as you can tell by the podcast. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, we we're not like strictly girl, strictly guys based. No, we I I hope girls read this. Yeah, or, or and women, girls, women. Uh... Fucking broads, chicks, dames, skirts. <laughs> All right, let's get into your comment. That's a now I'm starting. Now I'm starting to sound fucked up. Yeah. All right, so um, X Men expert, quite a lofty claim there, buddy. Uh, <laughs> Benjer, it says Benjamin, but I think that was a typo. Um, Benjamin <laughs> Deeds coming out. Um, on my Benjamin Deeds coming out article, I think the reveal was very well handled. And I actually think Jonathan Hickman can take a lesson from this. He said not long ago that one of the characters in Avengers is LGBT. He also said he'll only reveal who it is if it's relevant to the story. Um, in his Secret Warriors run, the character of Stonewall was apparently gay, but at no point in the entire run was that even hinted at uh, beyond his name, which was a reference to the Stonewall riots. Uh, but which could just as easily have been a reference to Stonewall Jackson. I thought it was reference to Stonewall Jackson, to be honest. But, <laughs> yeah. you know, that's just me. Um, if Hickman does the same thing with Avengers and never actually reveals who it is that's LGBT, I don't like that LGBT statement. I don't know. That's just me. Like, I mean, I even said it, but I just think it's a weird – like, an ac- you're an acronym. Yeah, right? I know. Exactly. Um, We've reduced you to an acronym because we can't say – the entire the entire phrase. Well, who wants to say that's a that's long true. fucking phrase. That is that is. It never actually reveals who it is that's lesbian, gay, bisexual, trans, transgender, right? Yeah. Hmm. Then they'll be wrong. So it's a long <laughs> thing to say. Yeah. It's not in, it's not inclusiveness when it's a secret. So he should look at what Bendis did here. And it wasn't particularly relevant to the plot, but it was relevant to the character. Boom. It was a quick, simple character move, moment. Nothing big, and it worked well. It's the kind of thing Hickman should do with whoever the LGBT character in Avengers is. And he ends up just letting Nick Spencer handle it in Avengers World. Then I don't think Hickman will deserve any of the credit for creating an LGBT Avenger. So first and foremost, not, not a Hickman fan. Right, right. First and foremost, um, I thought I, this was like the best comment we've ever fucking had. I know, right? To be honest, and um, I agree with everything he said. Um, I'm not, to be honest, I'm not too keen on what Hickman's doing. I haven't really read, I haven't been reading Marvel very much. 
so sorry. Um, <laughs> but I don't know, it, and, it, and it's it's a fine line. You know, I mean, Hickman said, oh, I, I don't want to say so it's relevant to the plot. And then even something that uh, X-Men expert said here, um, where it said, you know, he, Stonewall was obviously gay. They could have said something. It's like, yeah, but why do they have to? You know, so it becomes, it's, that, it's that thin line, you know what I mean, of do we really have to fucking point it out? Who gives a shit? You know what I mean? I would love a point where you have a comic book character and, and they get – like, oh, I'm with my – it's a dude, and he's like, oh, I was with my boyfriend last night, and nobody gives a fuck. Like, it, nothing is said weird. There's right. no weird hint to it. It's just whatever. You know, fuck it. I was with my boyfriend. Fuck you. You know? But that day for society as a whole is not here yet. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, great comment. You're awesome. Beast mode. <laughs> All right. Well, before we head out, we want to remind you to check out the website, thelazygeeks.com, where you can get all sorts of news in the world of geekdom. Also, be sure to subscribe to our Lazy Geeks Network on either iTunes or via the website, where you can get all our podcasting content, including Lazy Ring of Death and our brand new monthly podcast, A Geek in the Life, which will actually come out on Thanksgiving Day. Uh, and, and you're welcome. Uh, if you have any questions for us on the podcast, just email us at podcast at lazygeeks at thelazygeeks.com. Uh, be sure to note uh, which podcast you're referring to, as we have so many. Um, like us on Facebook and add us to your circle on Google Plus plus dot google dot com slash the plus the lazy geeks one word. Follow us at Twitter at the lazy geeks one word. You can follow me at tlg Stephen Vargas, or you can follow Adam over there at tlg Adam O'Reilly. Uh, we are also on Instagram, The Lazy Geeks. One word, uh, The Lazy Geeks theme is provided by, the Kev- by Kevin McLeod. So be sure to comment on this podcast because if you do, we just may read it on the podcast and leave some epic ones like uh, like X-Men Expert over there. And uh, Little Bliss book. She brought up yeah, an interesting she, she, point as well. Yeah, she did. That uh, and it, was, it was interesting too because you think about it and you're like, I never really considered us writing strictly for guys. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's a cool, cool eye-opening viewpoint. Yeah. Uh, So remember, we're thinking so you don't have to. So until next week, y'all, peace out.